0: Hey there, Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 102 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great week. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. Fabulous to have you here and our regular listeners, so great to have you back. I hope you're doing well and 2022 has started fabulously for you. Now, today we're going to tackle a little bit of an interesting topic, possibly a topic that is a bit taboo that people tend not to talk about, and that is whether we are really looking for an exit sign for one of our employees, or in fact, if they are looking for an exit sign themselves out of our business. You see, the thing is, problem employees are probably the number one discussion point, pain point, frustration with The clients that I work with in my consultancy practice and also inside our people powered HR community. And there's lots of reasons for that. But do you know the most common challenge was actually really well articulated by one of our members, Amy, recently, when she was describing a a challenge as being subtle. And I've had other members of people powered HR and businesses I work with. Describe that they had problem employees who were just doing enough. Do you know those kind of people? People that aren't really doing anything majorly wrong. They're not totally terrible, (laughs) for want of a better way of putting it, but they're just doing enough. They're not showing any initiative, they're kind of going through the motions, but that can be so frustrating. If you have ever had one of those people in your team, I'm sure you are not in your head in agreement that they just, they they really, for me, they really get under my skin, those people. They kind of make my blood boil. And some of the other words that you've used to describe problem employees are things like they're inconsistent. They're kind of good one week and terrible the next. So it's hard to really deal with them because they're not, like I said, they're not terrible. These kind of line walkers, I call them, they're just, they're not doing enough for you to know that you can definitely take action, but they're certainly not doing great and they can be the most frustrating problem employees to have around. And I find the, the people that I work with explain this as they find themselves getting into this trap of thinking it's their fault in the end. Like, you, you know, that when you start to second-guess yourself and you think, oh, am I is this my fault? Am I doing something wrong here? Am I overreacting overreacting. That's a big one. Um, maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe I'm, I'm just, you know, being silly. No, it's not. It's not your fault. You're not overreacting. You're not being mean by being disappointed and frustrated with this kind of behavior at work. Absolutely not. And sometimes there comes a time when we need to bring the problem to a head. We might even need to look at exiting the employee from our business. Now, I, I know this is a taboo topic and probably not something I've spoken about a lot on the podcast, but the decision to exit someone from your business is not something to take lightly because you've invested heavily in time, money, energy, in not only finding this person, but in training and developing them, in supporting them, in having them as part of your team for however long they've been with you. So it's not a decision to take lightly, but sometimes it is the best decision. And of course, I'll preface this by saying you have to follow all the rules and do it all the right ways. (laughs) We're not going to get into the detail of that today, though. But what I want to talk about today is when is it a good time to really start thinking about exiting someone from your business? And also, how can you tell if your employee is looking around to exit? How can you get ahead of that? And what are the signs to look out for? And what are the risks when we don't take action? Because this is something that we aren't great at taking action on because it's scary. We're worried that we're going to get it wrong. We are second guessing ourselves when it gets to this stage, obviously. Like I just said, our members have told me that they feel like they're just, you know, is it me? Is it them? They're just not sure. And there's risks in putting it off. And we want to talk about those today, too. If any of these scenarios are sounding familiar to you, if you've had one of these just doing enough people, someone that's subtly underperforming, just creating problems with the team, inconsistent, someone you know is just not right and is a problem employee, I have a really great resource for you. I'm going to share with you at the end of the episode how to get hold of that, but it's a resource that's going to help you identify what type of problem employee you have because there are a few different types. And what the solution is, is exiting right for your particular type of problem employee. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you the link as to where you can go and grab that. It's totally free. It's a brand new resource and it really just helps simplify the the mind mess we can get ourselves in about what is the actual problem and what do I do about it. So stay tuned for more details of that. So when we say exit, what are we actually talking about? And what I want to say to you here is... Exiting people from our business is not mean, it's not harsh, or it certainly doesn't need to be harsh. We can be very, I um, don't want to say gentle, but we can be empathetic and kind in how we manage this. It does not need to be awful, an awful experience, although sometimes it is, I have to be honest, but it doesn't need to be a negative thing. I firmly believe that there is a right role for everybody and there's a right person for every role. And if the fit isn't right, that isn't great for them either. It's not great for us as the business owner. Clearly that creates all sorts of problems, but it's also not great for the employee because they go home at the end of the day feeling like they haven't achieved or they weren't good enough or they just weren't into it. They weren't interested. They were bored. So no one, I don't care what they're like, no one wants to leave their work feeling like that. So if, if it's not right for them either, actually setting them loose might be a gift that you're giving them. So please don't think that exiting someone from your business is harsh or mean or unfair or the wrong thing to do or unjust to them because you're not doing them any favors if this isn't working out. That's the fact. Now, as I said, it doesn't mean you take the decision lightly. There is lots to consider. But when, when is an exit strategy actually a good idea? You know, there's a few scenarios that always point To an exit strategy. I'm going to share them with you. So these are the scenarios where you most likely are looking at an exit strategy. The first is when your business has outgrown the role. So there was a role in your business that was at one point actually really valuable and you needed it. And in order for the business to function, it was essential. But things change, business changes, technology changes, perhaps the work you do, the clients you service Things change, and that's great. That's not a bad thing. But some roles kind of then aren't really existent anymore, and that might mean that you need to exit someone. So I think a classic example of this is, and I do not mean any disrespect to this role. I just mean that technology has changed to the point where this role has morphed into something that wasn't, you know, far beyond this role now, and. Some businesses hold on to this role, but it really doesn't add value to them, and that is the role of the traditional front desk receptionist. Now, I know that sounds odd. I know that really odd, but if you think about it, there was a time when we didn't have the technology that phone systems could automatically send people to a specific number or could auto-divert upon pressing a button, or there was a time when everything was done face-to-face, and not only because of COVID, because this happened well before, we moved away from that. And not everything happened face-to-face. We were already using technology to meet in other ways. We were already using technology to contact people directly. There's no need for a gatekeeper, which was once the receptionist's core strength. And the the tasks that quite often would sit with a receptionist were tasks that were quite paper-based and administrative And that role doesn't look the same anymore. Yeah, there is absolutely value for many businesses in having this role. But for a lot of businesses, that role doesn't exist in its previous state. So this might be a situation where you are looking at an exit strategy because that role is no longer required and it's a genuine business change. Now, if the person in that role can be trained and developed into a new role, fabulous. That's a whole different discussion. But when a business has outgrown a role, that's one scenario where you might look at an exit strategy actually being a good idea. Sometimes as well, the role outgrows the person. And I worked with a business previously. They were convey- um not conveyancing, um, I'm trying to think of the right word now. They did um, land surveying. Surveying is the right word. Um, and they had been in business for many, many years, like 25 plus years. And they had many team members who had been with them for a large majority of that time. Many team members had, you know, 10 years of upwards of 10, 15, and even 20 years. Now, as you'd imagine, in that world, things did change quite considerably over a 25 year period. Technology changed considerably. The tools they used to do the work changed Immensely, and of course, computers, internet, and all of that backed it in. Now, for many of their surveying team, they embraced this change and the technology, and they were interested in the training and the growth and the development of their role going in that direction. But when working with them, they had one employee who just was not interested, no matter how hard they tried, and they really did try. He just did not want to shift. He liked the old ways of doing things. They tried everything they could, all the different ways, all the different training over many, many, many years. And it got to the point where it just didn't make sense to continue. We really did need to look at how can we appropriately, empathetically, with respect and dignity, exit this person from the business because they refused to participate in any form of change in order to be able to complete the role as it stands now because things did change. The role could not be continued to be done in any kind of way in the old way of doing things. Things just weren't available that way anymore. So when you've got that kind of scenario, that might be a situation where you are looking at an exit strategy. Now, that's not something to take lightly, and, and this business certainly didn't take that lightly, but it was the best scenario for him as well at the time. To be honest, he was relieved when we had those discussions another scenario is when you've got an employee who is so disengaged has checked out so tremendously that they have become toxic i'm going to get into that a little bit more when we look at the risks but when someone has become toxic there is almost zero chance of getting them back around when you've got someone that's a little bit disengaged you do have opportunity when it's gone so far that they have become completely toxic You might be looking at an exit strategy. And the number one reason that you're looking for an exit strategy in your business, in a a need to remove an employee, is because you've got a clear and insurmountable misalignment in values and cultural fit. I don't care how technically brilliant someone is, if they don't align with your values and there is a very distinct values, mismatch in place, they will never be a good cultural fit, and they will never, never be a good long-term team member for you. They could have all the skills in the world. They could actually be really motivated, but every time they do something, it's not what you want them to do. They're working on projects you didn't want them to work on. They're doing the exact opposite of what you'd expect because the values aren't aligned. And this person will get frustrated in this capacity because They want to do work that aligns with their values. They're passionate, they're skilled, they're motivated. So this actually can become a real problem because you're constantly butting heads with them and setting this person loose is the best thing for you and their business. And that is probably the number one reason I would ever recommend an exit strategy is the values misalignment because values are values, right? They're your values, they're their values. These are intrinsic to us. If someone is totally at odds with your values, it's never going to work out. Never, never, never. So that is the number one reason. But how does this show up in employees? How do we know when our employees are actually tapped into what's going on here and they're trying to figure out a way out? And sometimes it's not easy because, you know, they've got bills to pay. Maybe there's not a lot of jobs around in the industry or the area. Maybe they're just lazy and the whole thought of finding a new job feels a bit hard. But they're showing signs that they're on the way out. Here's some really, really good examples. I shared this with um, our People Powered members recently because one of our members came to the group with a question around someone booking a private um, specialist appointment, non-urgent, on a workday when they only worked a couple of days a week. And further shed this person had exhausted all of their sick leave. And here's the red flag here if anyone on your team who is not genuinely very unwell, obviously, you you know, if they're genuinely very unwell, but if they're not genuinely very unwell and they are maxing out their sick leave, so they've got really high absenteeism rates, they are not engaged and therefore are, whether actively or passively, looking for an exit. They're not checked in with work, they are checked out. And it's one of the red flags that, few people seem to be aware of and when I bring it up they're like oh you know that was really surprising to them Um, because they just I think it comes I think the employees present as just being lazy and um, not putting work as a priority but there is actually underlying something going on there when they're maxing out their sick leave and you can dig in a little as to what that is now that you could turn this person around this is not to say they're definitely on the way out the door but it is one of the signs to look out for. Another sign to look out for is when you see a change in someone's routine. Now, a client that I've worked with previously saw this red flag and spotted it pretty quickly. So they had an employee who was um, always really, really punctual to work. When I say punctual, got to work early and was ready and raring to go well before their start time. And they noticed this subtle change. It went from always at work early, excited to start work, to just in time, like they were there on time, they weren't late, but just in time. And then for a while that went on and then it become, there was a creep. It was kind of closer and closer to their start time. And then it was always a few minutes late. And then it was more than a few minutes late. And then it was regularly showing up at, you know, at best 15 minutes after their start time. That kind of change in routine is absolutely a sign that they've checked out. Really interestingly when they withdraw from social connections at work, I actually think this is one of the key signs that they're actually actively looking. Because when someone is previously really social with their team, maybe they always go out to lunch together, um, you know, they do Friday drinks, whatever it is, and they change that behavior, they're showing a sign that they're disconnecting from this social group. And we're social animals at heart, right? So, That change indicates one of two things. There's been a major fallout with your team, which you do want to deal with if that's the case. But if that isn't the case, it's that this person is removing themselves socially because they're preparing mentally to no longer be part of this group. And that's probably the one sign, especially if combined with some of these other ones I'm mentioning, that do mean they're actively on the hunt. They're actively looking. Some of the other signs you'll see are they are less focused and more distracted. Again, you're looking for change here. If someone was never focused and always distracted, then that's that doesn't mean they're checked out. That's just them. But if you've got someone that was once very focused and is now less and less focused, they're on their phone all the time, they're doing online shopping, getting distracted easily, getting involved in all the chit-chat unnecessarily, that's a sign that they're lacking in engagement and a change in demeanour change in attitude. They're just not themselves. So you can see all of this centers around change. And if you look for the signs, if you get curious, you will see them. And when you see them, you can then decide what to do because this is when the employee is looking for an sign. You might not want them gone. So you can figure out, can I turn them around? What can I do here? So really look out for those. And they're sometimes subtle, absolutely, for those signs. Because if you've got an employee that. Is on the way out, or you feel like you need to exit them, but you put it off because it's confronting, it's stressful, it's not really the most comfortable conversations to be having in the world. I get it, and you know you might also be worried about: Are you being compliant? Are you following the rules? Are you going to get in trouble with Fair Work? All of that overlaid, so you put it off. But here are the risks. Like I mentioned earlier, a someone that's not right for the role, not right for the business and therefore disengaged, can very easily transition into a toxic employee. And I dealt with this scenario just this week with a client who had someone who there was a clear clash from the beginning, but the, the company was undergoing a lot of change at the time, so it wasn't spotted. The new manager spotted it pretty quickly, but it was really too late and the employee had become toxic Really, really toxic in terms of um, very aggressive, saying inappropriately negative things about the business to whoever will listen, certainly other colleagues, members of the public who were coming in and out of the premises, really quite bad. There is no choice in this scenario but to exit that employee. In fact, they're being fraudulent activity, a whole range of things. So the wrong person coming into the business because perhaps the values alignment wasn't there, I'm not 100% sure, but they transition to toxic, that can create a whole range of problems. Of course, your other risk is lost productivity. So when you've got a situation that you're failing to bring to a head because maybe you want to throw more time, resources and money at it, maybe you're second guessing whether you've gone insane and this is really a problem. When you don't bring it to a head, you lose productivity and then in hindsight, you realize how much time and resources you've wasted, so there's money down the drain every time. Think about the influence it has on the rest of your team. Um, no one wants to be around someone that doesn't want to be there. And when you've got a team of people who are a great fit for your business and are working hard and doing well and trying their best, they can sniff it out a mile away. Fact. And in fact, I know some of you that have come to the point where you had to bring things to a head and and possibly terminate someone from your business and then your team have said to you oh thank god but you had no idea that your team were unhappy and if they had told you sooner you might have brought it to a head sooner your team are watching they really are and your great team members your ones that you do want to keep around and clone them if you could and even the ones that are just solid team members not superstars but still good they are watching and they're being impacted by this they're getting frustrated And they're not only getting frustrated with the employee, they're getting frustrated with you for not taking action because that's what they expect from you as a leader. And finally but most importantly, by putting this off, think about the impact it is having on you, the business owner, the manager, the leader. Is it keeping you up at night? Are your stress levels higher than they should be? Is it keeping you focused on this problem employee instead of focused on other things that would be much more productive for your business? Is it taking up headspace, even if you're not actively working on it? If you've got a problem employee, it is doing all of those things and you've got better things to be doing with your time. (laughs) So just consider the impact. I know it feels scary to bring things to a head, but if it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. Now, as promised at the beginning of the episode, if you have a problem employee on your hands, whether or not you think an exit strategy is the right move, but if you have a problem employee and you're not sure really how to narrow down what you're dealing with, because that's important, but also what to do about it, I've got a brand new resource that is going to be super helpful, lays it all out for you, helps you identify exactly which type of problem employee you're dealing with, and will give you the exact solution that you need to be looking at in terms of dealing with this person. And it's not always exiting them, don't worry. (laughs) There's there's much more positive solutions to many of our problems. So if you'd love to grab a copy of that resource, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash problem, peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash problem. Grab your free guide. It's called, Is It Me or Is It Them? How to Deal with Problem Employees. And you'll find out exactly what you're dealing with. Now, if you're on the road, you're out for a run, you're walking, the dog, whatever, and you can't take down that URL, if you just head over to today's uh, show notes, they will be available wherever you're listening to this podcast, or they're also over at peoplepoweredbusiness.com, episode number 102. The link is right there in the show notes. You can grab it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and uh, download your resource. So, to recap today's episode, are you looking for an exercise? (laughs) When Should you be looking? Have you got an issue where someone has outgrown the role, where the role has, the business has outgrown the role? Have you got an issue with a toxic employee or most likely do you have a scenario where you've got a misalignment of values, therefore no cultural fit and even if they're great at their role, it just ain't working out? They're the kind of scenarios you might want to be looking at. You also want to be watching for red flags about when your employees might be ready getting ready to jump ship because you can then head it off at the pass and either try and reverse the reverse the cycle or expedite the process so that you're not losing time, money, and energy. Think about those changes in behavior. Look for those changes. Think about absenteeism. If you've got anyone maxing out your sick leave, take a close look at their other behaviors to see what's going on. Are they so removing themselves from social groups? Are they changing their routines and behaviours and demeanour. Look for those subtle changes. They are signs. They are signs that they're on a road out and you need to jump onto that. And if you're putting it off, if you know that you've got to deal with this, I just encourage you to think about what the result, the fallout of putting this off actually has. Are you losing money? Are you losing productivity? Is it impacting the rest of your team? And most importantly, what impact is it having on you? All of those things will help you to decide what to do next. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I know that exiting employees is a tricky, tricky topic to cover. And, you know, if you are looking to exit someone, of course I need to say, make sure it's compliant with your workplace laws wherever you're located and that you're following all the rules. I don't want anyone getting into any hot water over this, but it doesn't have to be a bad negative or awful experience in fact it can be great for your business and it can be great for the employee if they're not loving it themselves as well now don't forget if you do have problem employees head over and grab your free guide is it me or is it them your guide to dealing with problem employees at work Um, you can find that at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash problem that's it for me for today thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast and I look forward to chatting to you again next week take care